So guess what? You out. And I'm out too. Officially, no more. It is official, y'all. Watch SmackDown. If you heard the beginning, you heard the intro. If you're watching the video, you've seen the photos. Jay Uso, the Usos, have left the island of relevancy. This is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. With yours truly, I am the franchise. One half of the dynamic duo. A lot to get into today. There's a lot to discuss in the world of professional wrestling, the world of sports entertainment, the world that we love, the world that if you guys are watching it, you are a fan of it. And let's not waste no time. Whatsoever. Let's talk about the biggest story, the most intriguing, the most captivating, the most cinematic, dramatic storyline in all of professional wrestling, in all of sports entertainment. That would be the bloodline, ladies and gentlemen. If you happen to watch SmackDown, Jey Uso had to give his answer to the tribal chief on whether or not he was going to fall in line, like Roman said two weeks ago. He said as he was leaving the ring after he was presented with the new universal, undisputed universal heavyweight championship, which I'm going to get into a little bit later because I was a little confused for the first time ever the WWE had me confused. And I really don't get confused with the WWE. I kind of have a good idea of how they run things. But I was kind of lost. Not going to lie to you guys. I was kind of lost in what they were doing with this title. Now, as... Two weeks ago, SmackDown concluded, as I said, Roman Reigns told the wise man, Paul Heyman, hey, I know Jimmy J's going to fall in line like he always does. Let me explain to you guys why, in my opinion, Jey Uso, when it's all said and done, Jey Uso may come out as one, one of the biggest stars out of this whole entire story. I believe Jay Uso and Solo are going to emerge as the top 
the creme de la creme. You know, Roman is already cemented, but you can see that Jimmy, it's hard to gauge with Jimmy. It really is. And I say that respectfully because I feel though as if because of Jimmy having his personal battles, shall we say, um, battling injuries, having his personal, like his DUIs and things like that with the law, um, I think the WWE has more trust in Jay Uso than Jimmy Uso, if we're being honest. And I feel though as if, as Jay said last night on Friday night, depending on when you're watching this, Jay said, when you got injured, I stepped up. I became main event Jay. I became the right-hand man. I started, I created a legacy or I created a position of being a solo act. And it was because of Roman, but also because of Jay being, I mean, Jimmy being out. Now, there's a lot that fed into this um, segment. As I said, it's, it's, it pulls at your heart when you watch this, when you see the emotion that is there with Jimmy and Jay, when you see how Roman is literally just, he's being the puppet master. You can see he's being, he's playing puppet. He's playing uh, Geppetto, if we want to say that much. He's just, you know, in the background laughing, joking, because he thought Jay was going to side with him. And to my, not to my surprise, Jay Uso aligned with Jimmy, and we have what we have now. The question, though, is what's going to happen with this storyline? Money in the Bank is coming up. Could we possibly see the Usos versus Roman and Solo at Money in the Bank, or are they going to hold off on this until SummerSlam? I think you will see Roman Reigns defend, or not defend, Roman Reigns and Solo versus the Usos at Money in the Bank. I don't feel like there's any reason to hold it to SummerSlam. I don't know what's going to happen at SummerSlam with Roman Reigns. Um, are we going to get Roman versus Jimmy at SummerSlam? You know, uh, because SummerSlam is their, their second biggest show next to WrestleMania, in my opinion. Um, but... I mean, Chef's kiss to to the the way you felt, the way the crowd erupted when Jay super kicked Roman. It was like you just that excitement that oh my god, like he's finally done it. He's finally had enough. Since Roman Reigns has established himself as head of the table, the one person that always seemed to be 
for lack thereof, Roman's lapdog, Roman's, you know, Roman's bitch, was Jay Uso. Hence why when Jimmy came back, Jimmy said, I ain't nobody's bitch. Now, Jay has established, I'm not that. You're not going to control me. You're not going to bully me into doing these things again. I'm my own man. And for Solo, this is the power that Roman has. But this is also going to tell you and show you how much this family dynamic is so, like, Solo follows the lead of the of the elders. Because if you remember when Solo showed up, he showed up because the elders sent for him to protect Roman Reigns. Now the question is, who are the elders? Now, we know it's probably Alpha Sika, you know, the Wild Samoans. If I'm creating this storyline, I'm making it personal. I'm making it personal. I mean, Rakishi, Rakishi has been on Twitter expressing his feelings about this matter and basically has made it real crystal clear. Listen, y'all got to fix this. Y'all have to fix this. Now, what I want to see is I want to see Roman go after Rakishi. I want to see Solo take out his father because he's following the guidelines. He's following what needs to be done. It's the, the many different angles you can go with this. It's just, it's incredible. It is something that we've never seen before. Never seen it before. So, I'm excited to see what they do with this bloodline storyline, what they're going to continue to do. Cause every time, cause I'm, I'm one of the very few that is still invested and still love this story. I've heard some people say they're tired of the bloodline. I've heard some people say they're tired of Roman. They're tired of all this. Just get it over with. But it keeps you, it keeps you going. It keeps you looking forward to Friday night. It keeps you looking forward to the premium live events. It keeps you going and being so invested in this storyline. Like I said, this storyline is the greatest storyline in modern history. There is no storyline that's better than this until Cody Rhodes fulfills his destiny and win that world title. I promise you, the second best storyline is the Cody Rose storyline because Cody is going through, and I said this before, I heard Bully say it, I watched the Dusty Rhodes biography, it all makes sense. This right here, Cody Rhodes' storyline is this, is his version. His It's the modern day hard times story he's going through it 
Don't be surprised if at Money in the Bank, Brock Lesnar shows up and takes out Cody. And then we built that to SummerSlam and Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes in a stipulation match because we all know it's going to end up being a stipulation match. And Cody gets the best of him. He just went through hard times. That's the second best storyline in pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Cody Rhodes, hard time story. So, I didn't really want to take much time. Because I, I wanted to talk about the Roman storyline. And I want to talk about, because I did a video that I wanted to put out. But, you know, I, as I literally, as I was doing the video, I literally just stopped. It was like, ah, you know, it's, it doesn't, you know, what, what am I doing? You know, I want to talk about the titles. Two weeks ago, Asuka was presented with the new women's title. Looks very similar to the under the universal undisputed universal heavyweight title that Roman Reigns presented the same night. My opinion on the titles, my opinion on the women's title, I mean, I wasn't surprised. Because when I seen that title and then I thought to myself, I said, okay, if they did a women's world title, it would have to be similar to the world title, the world heavyweight title, in which you have to pay homage to the 60 years of the WWE and you have to pay homage to the divas or the, the evolution of the women's title, the divas title, the women's title, put some stuff in there to commemorate the history of the women's division in the WWE. Cause that's what they did with the world title. They, they paid homage to Bruno. They paid homage to the 60 years of the WWE. That's why that belt to me is more, there's more WWE history with that belt than if you just brought back the world title. It may look, look, look like the old, the big gold, since now it's just, you know, got the WWE logo on there. It has all the, you know, whatever. But when, like I said before, when you let's go back and watch the bump episode where they spoke about the world title and they broke down the the different the meaning behind the design of it, it made you be like, okay, I understand where you're, where they're coming from. So now you have the WWE um, women's title, the world title, which was presented to Rhea Ripley. And it looks like the world title, but it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I got to get a better look. Maybe someone, like, on a bump, and maybe I got to watch the bump again because I haven't watched it this week. But maybe they maybe they dived into more of the history. Is there any history behind the women's world title like there is with the world title? But um, all the titles, to me, look amazing. You know, I'm one of those people that... Um, Shout out to my man Thomas, my coworker. 
uh, he he was telling me that he feels like they need to go back to kind of like the old, like the Attitude Era or the Golden Age belt for the WWE where the logo, the brand, is not so big. Um, but I said the WWE is all about branding. They're all about showcasing their logo, you know, and that's what they've done. Simple, you know, but there. The logo stands out. And that's what we've seen with the WWE, these new titles. Um, but like I said earlier, I'm kind of confused because why does Roman have three belts? Just why? Can someone explain that to me? Why is it that Roman Reigns has not one, not two, but three? He has the world title, he has the universal title, and then he has the undisputed universal heavyweight title. Like, there's a part on SmackDown, if you watched it, where he's in his office or he's in his locker room, whatever you want to refer to it as, and he has them stacked. He has the universal and the heavyweight title on the sides, and he has the undisputed universal title on top of it. It was a phenomenal shot. But it doesn't make any sense. Because I thought with them introducing this new belt, they're getting rid of the other ones. Because now, technically speaking, shouldn't Asuka then technically have the Raw title still? I mean, I, I just, I don't understand their logic right now with that world, with the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. I don't understand it right now. I still think that that Universal title, that undisputed Universal Heavyweight title is beautiful. Like, yeah, I'm one of the few. Yes, one of the few that actually like the belt. I like the World Heavyweight title still, but I like the fact that, first off, it's black again. You know, like the strap is black. I like the gold behind the logo. You know, I like the black. I believe they're black stones in the in the WWE in the WWE symbol. It it just it looks clean to me. To me, y'all might think different, but to me it looks clean. In the discussion, that's just me. Um, but yeah, I I, I like the belt. I like the belt. I like all the titles. You know, I'm wondering, are they going to bring the? Are they going to combine the the tag team titles? Are the tag team titles going to get a new look? Because I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I really don't like seeing Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Even I didn't even like the Usos carrying both belts, the Raw tag team titles and the SmackDown tag team titles, which. Ace has, you know, spoke about um, no more brand titles, right? No more brand titles. But you technically still have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships and the Raw Tag Team Championships. So you technically still have them. We just got to, you know, I would love to see 
those titles get a redesign, get a new look. Um, obviously, I feel like the women's tag team titles are going to get a new look because next week on SmackDown, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will be um, defending it against NXT Tag Team Champions, um, which... Ronda and Shane is one of those tag team titles. They, they, they just are. And I'm not going to dive into the recent um, stuff that Ronda Rousey has said. Um, I, I feel like her time is up in the WWE. That's just my opinion. Um, it, it's, it's bittersweet. Because Ronda Rousey had the potential to be one of the top women in the business. Seriously. I've always said, though, that she needed a mouthpiece. She needed someone to be her voice. Um, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I always thought that Paul Heyman would be great for her. Obviously, Paul Heyman is invested in the bloodline storyline, so he can't do that. Um, I wish that there was a female presence in the WWE that is similar to a Paul Heyman. That can just get on the mic and just sell you. You know, I've always said Paul Heyman is by far, to me, the greatest manager of all time. Know, Bobby the Brain is is second in my opinion. Paul Bearer is third. You know, but Paul Heyman is just that guy. He really is. He embodies what a manager is—a manager, an advocate, the wise man, whatever you want to refer to him as. Paul Heyman is the greatest manager of all time. All time, but I do feel like Ronda Rousey' time is up. I don't. I don't think that. I don't see her lasting much longer. You know, um, I think that she has lost her edge. I think that the fans are tired of her, and I think she's tired. I think she's tired of the fans. You know, I don't think that is what she thought it was going to be. But I also think it's it's creative, too. I think creative ruined Ronda Rousey. This is my personal opinion. Um, Before I end this, I do want to talk about uh, the Judgment Day. Because as we see, there's there's starting to be some rumbles in the Judgment Day. And I don't like it. Being honest with you guys, I don't like the rumbles of the Judgment Day potentially breaking up. Um, I think the Judgment Day is the second best faction. Yes, the second best faction in the WWE. I do. Um, but as you see, Finn Balor will be challenging Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank for the World Heavyweight title. Um, Damian Priest is in Money in the Bank, and Dominic will be taking on Cody Rhodes as well. Rhea, I don't think, is doing anything, but 
they teased JD McDuggan, um, McDugan, talking to Finn. They're potentially saying that he's going to be the one to replace Finn as the leader of the, of the Judgment Day, similar to Edge. I don't like that because then it just makes it seem like it's it's like giving Bullet Club vibes. Like, okay, we're just going to replace you with a new leader, and then this new leader is going to come in and elevate, and then he's going to get kicked out, and it's all this. When we all know the true leader of Judgment Day, if we want to be honest with it, with you guys, if I want to be honest with you guys, I think all of y'all will be in agreement with me. It's Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is the leader of the Judgment Day. She's been the leader of the Judgment Day since, I want to say, maybe two-thirds of the inception of it. I feel like that's when Rhea just became the face. I feel like she became that person. She became the, the goat of goats of a leader in that Judgment Day. And I don't see her changing as the leader of Judgment Day. Um, but that's just my opinion. Although y'all might agree with me too and say that Rhea was and is the the unofficial leader of Judgment Day. But um I can see Finn going off. But I love I love Finn as a heel. I do. I don't want to see Finn turn to a good guy again. I'm 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 a I'm a heel. I love heels. Okay? I love heels. I'm not big fans of baby faces. I just for some reason it's just uh then I'm hearing the news that Roman is about to become a super baby face. Please. I beg of you. WWE do not make Roman Reigns become a heel. I mean a face. Especially a super baby face. You have that in Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the ultimate baby face. Like he is on par with the John Cena's as far as being baby faces. Um I don't want to see Roman do that. So with that being said, um, guys, I just wanted to get on here real quick to just give y'all my give y'all an update. I haven't been, you know, I haven't put out a video since Night of Champions recap. So I wanted to just get on here and let y'all guys know I'm still here. We're still here. The Ace does have something coming up soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, if you like this video, make sure that you hit that thumbs up. Um, leave a comment. Let me know what y'all think about the world title, the women's world title, the new undisputed heavyweight title. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? How do y'all think they're going to do with the with Roman having three belts? Um, which one is y'all favorite belt out of all of the new designs? Um, let me know what y'all think with Money in a Bank. Uh, there may or may not be a prediction show or a recap show. I'm saying that because it all depends. I may do the recap show. I may do the prediction show. I may do both. We'll just wait and see. Um, the Ace may have something with the recap or the prediction show. We'll just have to wait and see. But till then, he is I. I'm the franchise. Make sure that you are following us on 
Instagram at RCW underscore podcast. That's where you're going to see more posts, more updates, things like that. I am a franchise, one half of this here podcast known as Royal Club. I am out, y'all. Enjoy, as I've always said, enjoy the world of sports entertainment. Tonight, June 17th, y'all know what June 17th is. Y'all know what's going to happen tonight with a company that I'm not going to discuss, but just tune into that. I wish I can talk about that, but I told everybody, I told y'all guys, I would no longer speak about that company. So with that being said, I am out. Love y'all guys. Later.